Alrighty, hello again everyone and welcome to it. It is the Derek Hunter Podcast for the 24th of July, 2023. Happy Monday. Yeah, hot, yucky, and it's Monday. But hey, you know what? You gotta plow through Monday in order to get to Prince Spaghetti Day. Am I right? Am I right? Of course I'm right. I'm Derek Hunter. I am your host. Appreciate you listening, downloading, sharing, telling a friend, all that good stuff. Programming note, I'm going to give away the books on planning now as of Wednesday just haven't had time to print up everything and sign it away and it's okay everybody who's entered has been entered and you'll get your chance to win and i'll make it up i'll put some really cool stuff up for the uh, autographed book things i've just been dealing with various other body things and uh well it just slips my mind I apologize for that, but I'll make it up to you. Patreon.com slash Derek Hunter Podcast or DerekHunter.Locals.com. I won't bore you with the details of my body things, but you can help pay for the cost of fixing them if you support the program there. All right. Quit rubbing on my leg, Ringo. I know you're there. Okay. Well, there you go. That's the intro. Now let's get on with the show. All right. We've got a lot of stuff to get to. I want to start off looking back. That what we just all sort of collectively went through. Well, a lot of people didn't know we collectively went through something. We had whistleblowers. We had the media loves whistleblowers. Remember the remember the uh, Ukrainian whistleblower. We still <clears throat> don't know who he was, even though we know who he is. And like, oh, he's a, a brave, super brave whistleblower. He was so brave, in fact, that he refused to ever put his name to it. And the media dutifully complied. Well, we will not. We couldn't possibly. We must protect sources and methods and people. Are, they're, well, there are whistleblower statutes that protect people from retribution on the job for being whistleblowers. You wouldn't know it from this administration. People are being uh, retaliated against left and right. And nobody seems to give a damn about that at all. But, you know, still, what are you going to do? The Ukrainian whistleblower was a hero. See, he read a transcript of a phone call he wasn't privy to, and he didn't like what he heard because it implied that the Bidens were corrupt. And that was it. That was enough. They were, that led to an impeachment. That led to an impeachment. It really did. Look it up. Google it. But then we've got two whistleblowers now. We've got actually more whistleblowers now, but two whistleblowers with the IRS. Democrats, career Democrats. One's even a member of the Alphabet Mafia. And it's still not good enough to get the attention of the media in any way, shape, or form. It's weird how these things happen. I want to read you two different headlines from one, for lack of a better word, news organization. One organization called the Cable News Network. You wouldn't know that. People forget that's what CNN stands for. They might as well. It might just be CN. I think they wanted to drop it to CN, but Cartoon Network beat them to it. So they have to come up with something else because the news part simply doesn't apply anymore. First, we get in the Wayback Machine to a crazy time. Things were so different than January 12th, 2017. 
three days before Donald John Trump was sworn in as the 45th president of these United States. It's also the day that James Comey went up to New York to Trump Tower and briefed Donald Trump about the Steele dossier for the first time. For those of you who have forgotten through years of therapy, allow me to refresh your memory and apologize in advance. The Steele dossier was bought and paid for by the Clinton campaign. It was completely bogus, and it had been shopped around to media outlets for months leading up to the 2017 election. They were ready to go. They wanted somebody to report on it. It didn't matter that it wasn't true. What matters is it gets in the media. The media back then wasn't in the habit of without evidence. You know, every time Donald Trump says something now, anytime any Republican says now, right there in the headline, without evidence or some iteration thereof. They make an allegation against Joe Biden that he's 80 years old without evidence. Hmm. He's losing a step without evidence. But this was before then before they simply copied and pasted Democrat uh, press releases. They used to rewrite them a little bit. Now they just straight up copy and, and paste them. Back then when James Comey went to Trump Tower to brief Donald Trump on the Steele dossier, he came out of that meeting and called CNN and said, hey, it's done what was done. The president-elect had been briefed on this thing that the media had floating around for months and months and months. And you go, why does that matter? Because then, right then, it became newsworthy. Right then, it became newsworthy. Once the president-elect has been briefed on something, it's newsworthy, garbage or not. And so CNN ran with the story. It was a coordinated attack. And CNN's headline at the time read, quote, Intel chiefs presented Trump with claims of Russian efforts to compromise him. Russian efforts to compromise him. Hmm. That included the uh, hooker video, the alleged hooker. I don't know who the thinks, you know what, this germaphobe absolutely did hire a couple of Russian prostitutes to relieve themselves on a bed because Barack and Michelle Obama had slept in it allegedly a few years earlier. I mean, that's just so wildly stupid as to be absurd. But CNN didn't pass any value judgment. They couldn't verify the dossier. But they didn't have to, because the story wasn't about the dossier. The story was about the fact that Donald Trump had been briefed on the dossier. It wasn't a value judgment on the uh, so-called intelligence inside it. So then they could talk about what was in it, the allegations in it. They could link to it. They could post the whole thing and say, well, CNN has been unable to verify this. What they didn't say is CNN has been unable to verify the contents of this dossier for the past six months. They left that last part off for the past six months. They desperately tried to verify this. Why? Because the things in there, if you could verify them, would be very damning and embarrassing to Donald Trump. And they wanted to embarrass Donald Trump. They wanted to hurt Donald Trump. But every time they dug... They found nothing. They said, this, we can't verify. This is garbage. This is beyond absurd. This is insane. They got Michael Cohen flying over to Eastern Europe when he wasn't in Eastern Europe. Michael Cohen hated, I don't know if he hated Donald Trump at this point yet, but 
He had said clearly, I'd never been to the uh, the country. I didn't go there. I don't know what you're talking about. Travel records would have indicated, you know, visa records, entry and exit from the country. No, nothing. But they still reported it. It took four CNN employees to write this up. Evan Perez, Jim Shuto, former Obama administration official. Jake Tapper, former Hill staffer for Democrats up on Capitol Hill, and Carl Bernstein. They dusted off good old Carl Bernstein because that's how seriously they thought this was going to damage Donald Trump. This is what they were hoping for. See, if you can't bring credibility to the reporting, bring air quote credibility to the byline. Carl Bernstein. Oh, it's Carl Bernstein. Yes, Carl Bernstein, I don't know, is he gamefully employed as a journalist? Has he been gamefully employed as a journalist for decades? Did he do anything else? I don't, I'm asking a serious question. I have no idea. I don't think he has. But it was out there. And they went through it meticulously. This is what Donald Trump was briefed on. Not that this is what Donald Trump did. This is what's alleged to have happened. The implication was there. That was all they needed to do, was get it into people's consciousness. From that day forward, MSNBC and CNN reported on it nonstop, as though it were fact, because they reported on the fact that it existed. They'd throw in and occasionally we weren't able to verify this, but they always left off for the previous six months. We spared no expense desperately scrambling to try to verify this, but we couldn't do it. So take that for what it's worth. Now we smash cut to last Thursday. Chuck Grassley, senator from Iowa, releases a form that is an FBI internal document. It's called a 1023 form. It's a common form. In uh, the, uh, they get reports, they get sorts of things from credible sources, and they write up reports on them. They get this 1023 report about a confidential human source that the FBI had used multiple times, paid hundreds of thousands of dollars. You and I, you take some report to the FBI and you say, hey, man, I hear that uh, John Fetterman is fake in this whole thing. They're not going to pay you a damn thing. Your information has got to pan out. It's got to be useful. And then you've got to have access to more information. And they'll go, all right, yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll hook you up. This guy was hooking up hooked up for the tune of hundreds of thousands of dollars. Now, they waste money, don't get me wrong, in the government. But not repeatedly, unless they're getting a, a taste of the action. They're beak wet. So CNN's headline, they have this story. It's pretty detailed. It's not verified, but neither was the Steele dossier. But it's pretty detailed about $10 million going to Joe and Hunter Biden, $5 million each. CNN's headline, just in case, because you've got to remember, most people will only read the headline. The people who write headlines know that. They write clickbaity headlines, hoping that you'll click on it, and they'll get the traffic, and maybe you'll read it, maybe you won't. All they really want you to do is click on it. So again, the original dossier headline, Intel Chiefs presented Trump with claims of Russian efforts to compromise him. The headline with the Grassley release, the 1023, Grassley releases internal FBI document about unverified Biden bribery allegations. Unverified Biden bribery allegations. Now, the difference between the unverified Biden bribery allegations and the unverified Steele dossier is that it was right there in the headline 
and CNN had spent months trying to verify the Steele dossier. Weirdly, CNN spent no time trying to verify this information. No media outlet has. In fact, I don't believe to this point, Wall Street or the uh, Washington Post has bothered to report on it at all. I think the Washington Post has Tuesday or uh, Thursday and Friday, they hadn't reported on it. It's an allegation, a serious allegation. It might be a bogus allegation, but you can tell how serious the allegation is by the fact that the people who would normally report on it are not reporting on it. They're scared to death. They're concerned. They recognize that there could be some there there. Under normal circumstances, if journalism were still a profession people actually practiced, all of these outlets would have dispatched reporters to dig into the allegations made in this. Most of the allegations made in this form have been known for some time, but they haven't. They haven't. The extent to which this thing has been investigated begins and ends with somebody asking the wildly historic Corinne Jean-Pierre or some other puppet mouthpiece over at the White House, hey, is Joe Biden corrupt? No. Okay. Well, this, somebody said they were. Well, that's an old allegation. All right. Old allegation, not true. And that's the extent to which the digging has been done. In fact, the CNN story does detail a little bit of what's in the 1023 form, but it goes to almost embarrassing lengths to try to not do that, to try to not let the audience know what the hell they're talking about. Uh, GOP Senator Chuck Grassley of Iowa on Thursday released an internal FBI document containing unverified allegations. President Joe Biden was involved in an illegal foreign bribery scheme. They make sure they get that unverified bit in there. The FBI had previously allowed members of the House Oversight Committee to privately view, but not obtain, the unclassified FBI document known as an FD-1023. Now, it's weird. It's not classified, but... The FBI, which is overseen by Congress, refused to give it to them, to let them see it outside of terms and conditions set forth by the FBI. Listen, mailroom, I'm expecting an important document to come in. Oh, yeah, no, we got it. Oh, okay, can you bring that up to me? No. What do you mean, no? No, no, no I'm not going to give it to you. If you want this document, I'm your boss. I don't care. If you want this document, you want to read this document, you come down here, you make sure you check your phone, your pen, you're going to be frisked, and we'll show it to you with a little flashlight in the broom closet over there, okay? Those are the terms. Accept it, or we'll just, uh, we won't give you this, this contract anyway. How many seconds would it take for that person to be fired? CNN continues, Republicans, including Grassley and House Oversight Committee Chairman James Comer, have been pushing the FBI to publicly release the document, which the Bureau has declined to do. That's nice. There you go. Here's a lollipop, kid. I'll pat you on the head. Go about your business. Comer had even threatened to hold the FBI Director Christopher Wray in contempt until the two sides reached a last-minute agreement. Oh, no. Not contempt. He'll maybe share a cell with Eric Holder. Oh, wait. Yeah, no, Eric Holder was never prosecuted for being held in contempt and withholding documents. It's weird. That little D in the parentheses after these people's names. And I know Christopher Ray was appointed by Trump, but he's doing the bidding of the Ds. It's not a D, in fact. If you look closely, it's a shield. You hold it out in front of you, and it deflects any and all criticism, and it gives you absolute 
immunity. Grassley said Thursday he was able to release the document himself because of, quote, legally protected disclosures by Justice Department whistleblowers, end quote, though his move still drew strong public rebuke from the FBI. Oh, no, they tisk-tisked him. The 1023 form memorializes claims from an FBI informant, but it doesn't provide proof that the allegations are true. See, they came close to telling you what was in there, didn't they? They claimed it involves claims from an FBI informant. What claims? Yeah, but there's no proof that there's, they're true. There's no proof at all. Oh, okay, yeah, because it's a report. So you have to kind of, you take the report and then you do the investigation. That's kind of how investigations are supposed to work anyway. But nope, CNN is to make sure, look, there's no proof. It doesn't provide any proof that allegations are true. Journalists are not going to look into it for fear that they might find some of that proof. Republicans, though, have seized on the unverified material as part of their broader investigation into the Bidens. Those damned Republicans always seizing on things. They're like an engine with the oil drained and just left running on high all day. They just seize on everything. So terrible, those people. The FBI documents indicate the informant provided information to the federal investigators in June 2020, but was describing meetings and conversations dating back to 2015. Again, now we're one, two, three, four, five, six paragraphs in, and you still haven't really been told much about what's in this document, have you? Just that it's been repeatedly pounded into your head if you've read this far without your eyes glazing over that this is unverified, there's no proof, there's this, there's that, there's the other thing, look out, look out, look out. This is all Republican spin. By the way, Republicans are evil, are they not? This will be how CNN says, you know, when somebody says, hey, CNN didn't even bother to report on that form. What are you talking about? We, we did a whole report making sure that the people reading the report knew for damn sure that there was no verification at all. Did you try to verify it? <laughs> no, that's not, what, <laughs> that's not what we do. That is not what we do. So the CNN story then eventually does, you know, several paragraphs down, get around to giving vague, saying vague details kind of seems like a, an oxymoron, giving vague hints as to some of the information inside this 1023 form. They say, the FBI document says an informant described a 2016 meeting where Mikola, I can't pronounce these Eastern Europe, can't everybody just be corrupt in like Canada? Those names I get. Mikola Zolensky. I don't know. Looks like you spell a sneeze. The CEO of Ukrainian energy company Burisma claimed that he had made two $5 million payments to the Bidens. The Bidens are in quote, in quotes, though he didn't specify who received the alleged bribes. That's got to be one of my favorite parts of this whole report. Hey, you know, he says he made payments to the Bidens, although he didn't say who got the money. Could have been, you know, any of the Bidens. He might have accidentally sent $5 million or $10 million or who knows how many millions of dollars to Joe Biden's late wife who died in a car accident back in 1972. It's unclear which Bidens it is. We do know for a fact that it wasn't the one that Hunter had with the stripper who lives in Tennessee. No, it wouldn't. Her, she wasn't allowed. She's not allowed to take the Biden name and Joe won't acknowledge her. But everybody else with a Biden name may well have gotten 
You know, what do you do? You wake up in the morning if you're a Biden and you you check your PayPal account and you go, hey, somebody sent me five million bucks. It's awesome. Well, what are you going to do? Move on. Don't pay taxes on it. That's for sure. That's one thing about Hunter. I mean, it's unclear who, but it's pretty damned clear. Next paragraph, quote, it costs five. This is quoting Zelensky, whatever. Quote, it costs five million to pay one Biden and five million to another Biden. Zelensky said to the told, uh, told the FBI informant at a 2016 meeting in Vienna, according to the document, the informant whom, whom the FBI described as highly credible was, quote, not able to provide any further opinion as the veracity as to the veracity of the claims, according to the FBI document. Well, it does seem like if, you know, the Biden suddenly in 2016 came into $10 million, that'd be, I don't know, somebody would notice. Somebody would notice Joe Biden was still vice president of the United States in 2016. Talking about 2015, Joe Biden still president of the United States. Unless, of course, you recognize what the Biden family has set up, which is an intricate web of LLCs and offshore companies and God knows what else, limited partnerships. How many LLCs do you have? If you have any, I bet they're for a very specific purpose. They're for writing or consulting or for some small business you have. Whatever it is, I bet you have one for a purpose. Most people don't set them up just to have them. What what does this company provide? What does this LLC do? It uh, holds money sent to me by shadowy people overseas. Really? That... I don't think those are in the documents when you file the LLC. That's what it, because, no, but do you sell anything? Do you make anything? Do you, no, no, I don't. Suddenly they're all Lloyd Dobler at that dinner and say anything with the, with Diane Court's father. Was like, I don't want to buy anything bought or sold or sell anything sold or bought or manufacture anything bought, sold, or whatever. That's the essential rundown and description of what the hell the Biden LLCs are. They just sit there. They're bank accounts is what they are. Their names and bank accounts. And if you come in, just think of it this way. If you came into like a thousand bucks cash and you didn't want to tell your husband or your wife about it, you'd find it, you'd keep it, you know, I don't know, you certainly wouldn't put it on the dresser at night. You wouldn't put it where the car keys are. You probably wouldn't keep it in your wallet or your purse. You'd find ways, well, leave it in the glove box of your car. Look, my, my husband never drives my car, so I'll leave it in the council there and it'll be fine. And I can't put it in our joint bank account because that'll be a little bit weird when you look, goes to the ATM next time or whatever and takes a look at the balance. You find ways to do it. Now, you're probably not trying to find ways to do it for nefarious purposes. Maybe you just want to be able to have some mad money. I don't know, go to some fancy dinners or something, buy crap, whatever it is, not making a judgment on you, I'm making a point. You find ways to hide it. You maybe even open up a separate bank account for the occasional $1,000 windfall you come across. You don't do that for any other reason than to hide it. Like, oh, honey, you know, I had this separate bank account that you never knew about. Just, you know, I kind of accidentally fell into this bank. No, you're doing it to hide it from your spouse, from your family. Well, in this case, they're doing it to hide money from the IRS. They're also doing it to hide money from reporting. 
having to report it. See, if you remember back in 2016, what was the left's obsession? Still kind of is. Donald Trump's taxes. We want Donald Trump's taxes. We want, and Democrats were all beside themselves, all going, oh, we all give out our taxes. You can, I will give you my uh, H&R Block guy. You can eat him for dinner. I don't care. I will show you my taxes all the way back to when I first started waiting tables when I was 12 years old. Whatever. But Donald Trump is hiding his taxes. Well, you don't put 15 different companies that money passed through that you maybe buy things with or expense things from on your taxes. You also, when your degenerate son is paying you, what was it, like 20 grand a month rent to stay in the house, the mansion, the first mansion in Delaware? It's a lot of money for kid like i get it you don't want junior moving back in especially while he's smoking a lot of crack and banging a lot of hookers but he wasn't actually living there as he was off smoking crack and sleeping with hookers all over the country and trekking them around but he was still somehow paying rent on these things does anybody think that maybe you should look into that and say that seems an awful lot that seems pretty weird doesn't it you charge your son that kind of money for rent odd but nobody wants to look into it where'd that money come from was that laundered money look if you get a million dollar bribe and you need you got dirty money and you need to make it clean you're not going to end up at the other side with a million dollars there are costs to you've got to run it through various things and you're going to come out with 50 60 70 80 depending on how good you are at it cents on the dollar How good was Joe Biden at it? We don't know because, again, the media doesn't really give a damn. They haven't bothered to look at it. The IRS looked into it, and the second they got just a whiff of anything weird, it was shut down. Just straight up shut down. So you've got the the media there reporting, if you call it that. Now comes the whistleblowers. They, they already said, well, we don't even, like, it's impossible to know. This is unverified information. Have you tried to verify it? Well, no, that would be, that'd be an awful lot like work. We, we don't, we don't do that. Not unless it's Donald Trump. Remember the uh, Washington Post, they had a running count of things that Donald Trump said that were untrue. Within like 60 different times he said that, and each one counted individually, 60 different times he said that it was, he'd restored the military, I think was one of them. And they had a big explanation of how the military still existed before Donald Trump. Okay, yeah, no, that's not what he's saying. No, 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 it's the best economy ever. The economy has been better right after World War II when uh, the rest of the world was bombed to hell when, and we hadn't been, our economy was boom. Yeah, okay, that's a great point okay it's just hyperbole it's just kind of how people talk particularly him but they counted each time he said that as it's a different lie and therefore he's a monster and you shouldn't believe anything he says joe biden will tell you that he tried to take a bullet the bullet that killed martin Luther King. he tried to take it he dove in front of it but he just just missed him except he wasn't involved in the uh civil rights marches at all he'll tell you that he flew 600 miles away from robin island to south africa into Johannesburg, I think it was, or Soweto, whatever it was. And he got arrested trying to go visit Nelson Mandela in Robben Island. Except he didn't. It wasn't true. And if he's going to visit 
uh, Nelson Mandela in South Africa, why did he fly 600 or 1,000 miles away from where Robben Island was? Because he wanted to, what, rack up some frequent flyer miles with the rental car company? I'm not really sure. Nobody bothers to ask him those things. I don't think Joe Biden has ever been asked to clarify any of his lies. Graduated at the top of my class in law school. No, he didn't. Graduated 76 out of 84, I think it was. Something terrible. I mean, you really had, like, I the only way that he, he could have done worse in law school was to not show up. Actually, he might have done better in law school not showing up. But the media just has uh, different standards, shall we say. Different standards. So then we come to the media today and Jake Tapper. Now, conservatives, and I've been guilty of this, every once in a while, the stopped clock rule applies to Jake Tapper. It's right twice a day. People always say, well, the stopped clock is right twice a day. Yeah, but it's, it's wrong every other time of the day. Wildly wrong on every other time of the day. But they, uh, they say, uh, Jake Tapper actually asks some Democrats some questions. Every once in a while, he does do something. It's usually innocuous and quickly forgotten, but it's good for that one day, and then conservatives will come out and say, well, Jake Tapper, he's, he's a true journalist. He did a good job there. Okay, great. Do it all the time. It's not a hard job. It's not breaking rocks, Jake. Jake Tapper had one of the whistleblowers on with him, Mr. Ziegler, on Thursday. Now, the I just want to play, I don't know. I, it's a weird thing. It's called the lead with Jake Tapper. The lead with Jake Tapper, will, they did tweet out the video clip or the audio clip that I'm going to play a second. But they tweeted out zero clips, zero, none, weirdly, of their interview with Mr. Ziegler, which is weird because you get a, a chance to speak to the one of the newsmakers of the day, you would think you'd want to draw as much attention to that as humanly possible, but they didn't. They had a Democrat on to refute what Ziegler said. And they tweeted that entire interview out. They wanted the world to see the, the refutation. But weirdly, they didn't want the newsmaker there and again the the second or the first n in cnn is supposed to mean news so somebody set this to sad hulk music when you hear it you'll know what i'm talking about if you remember the old hulk tv show if you've ever seen it the really sad like there's david banner trying to hitchhike down the side of the gravelly road at the end of the thing and it was so close to finding a cure or love or both or whatever and he just couldn't do it and he had to leave town um because he, his search continues and that's sad music Listen to the tortured question. Again, regrettably set to sad Hulk music, but it's hard to find this tortured question otherwise. Um, and it certainly won't come to you from CNN. That Ch Tapper asks Ziegler about, you know, maybe maybe you just, you're just wrong about all. You ever think that maybe you're just wrong about this and this is just standard practice? Because, you, yeah, you've been with the agency for 13 years, but you've never really investigated the degenerate, coke-addled, prostitute-loving son of a prominent Democratic politician before. Maybe this is how they're all handled. Do you think that it's possible that because this was the president's son, there were extra sensitivities and extra protocols because of that that would have been extended to 
an investigation of a Republican president's son or daughter as well. But but and since this is the highest profile, biggest, most sensitive uh, investigation you ever were part of, you weren't used to that. But that really is just generally what happens when it has to do with any powerful family, any powerful. And again, I'm not saying that's right, but that maybe that's what happened. <laughs> Are you sure that you're just not wildly ignorant about the operations in your own profession? Are you sure that you're just not so stupid that you you didn't realize that everybody gets covered up this way and that Joe Biden... Okay, best case scenario, that's a pretty bad t- case scenario there, Jake, right? Best case, shouldn't you be like, I don't know, angry and investigating that prospect, Jake? Children of prominent politicians, family members of prominent politicians get preferred treatment. They get millions of dollars in tax liability allowed to expire to go past the statute of limitations because, well, that's just kind of how we roll here. Shouldn't that be, I don't know, a little bit more of interest to you instead of a condescending, are you sure you're just not stupid about how things work here in Washington, D.C.? Jake, you've worked in Washington, D.C. a long time. Is there something you'd like to share with the group? But again, I told you, the official Twitter account for Jake Tapper's show didn't send that clip out. They didn't, you can see why, they didn't send out any clips of Ziegler's appearance, which makes it even more bizarre that they sent out Representative Dan Goldman, Democrat of New York, and his six-minute-plus interview, they brought him on to refute everything that Ziegler said. And it's weird, because I don't remember... Like, here's somebody, here's uh, Alexander Vindman, for example. Here he is accusing Donald Trump of everything under the sun and blackmailing and extorting poor, sweet, nourishing Ukrainians, blah, 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 blah. And they bring Vindman on and they go, oh, he's so wonderful. I don't remember them going, all right, now we're going to bring on uh, Lindsey Graham to refute him. They'd have a panel to discuss it. And the panel would have one nominal conservative sort of pseudo-Republican cable news person. But listen to Jake Tapper, which, again, is weird in this intro for Representative Dan Goldman. Considering they sent this out on social media and they didn't send out a single clip of the interview that they're bringing Goldman on to refute. We're back and sticking with our politics lead moments ago, I spoke with IRS whistleblower Joseph Ziegler, who alleges that the Justice Department did not follow normal procedures during its criminal investigation into Joe Biden's son, Hunter. Uh, Here to respond is Democratic Congressman Dan Goldman from New York, who's a member of the House Oversight Committee, was part of the hearing yesterday where Mr. Ziegler testified. Uh, Congressman, good to see you. I want to get your reaction uh, to what we just heard from Mr. Ziegler. Well, first, I want to say about both of them, uh, there is no question that they are diligent, hardworking agents. First, I want to tell you why they're wonderful people before I lie about them for the next 10 minutes. Why wouldn't you get somebody, I don't know, actually related to the story? They just testified in front of him. If you're going to bring in Dan Goldman to refute what Ziegler just said, then why wouldn't you bring in a Republican to argue that what Ziegler just said was true? Why wouldn't you bring in some kind of balance there? It's not like CNN couldn't get a Republican. There are like 500 of them on that committee. But why wouldn't you at first try, hey, we'd, we reached out to the administration to try and get somebody to come on to from the Biden administration or Biden family or, to refute these pretty serious allegations, but CNN didn't bother to do that. You know, you would really want somebody to refute the allegations, not disagree with them. 
That's all Goldman could do was disagree with them. He can't refute them. See the difference there? You spotting the differences here? Yeah, I bet you are. Okay, that's enough for today. Going to keep it short today and tomorrow, but keep it super interesting. I think it was uh, half the length, twice the coolness. So we'll try and keep that up for tomorrow. Appreciate you listening, downloading, sharing, telling friends, and all that good stuff. We'll be back tomorrow. Have a great one.